Negotiating in real estate. Hey everyone, Krista Mace here. Today we're gonna to be talking about why you need to be a master negotiator in real estate if you want to not only survive, but actually thrive. Because here's the deal. You don't wanna go up against someone like me. I might tear you to shreds because I've been doing this a long time. I have a lot of experience. So we're gonna be talking about just exactly how to negotiate in real estate. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hi, I'm Krista Mayshore and I've been in real estate for 21 years. When I was a full-time real estate agent for 17 years, I sold over 2,300 homes during that time and mostly in the top 1% of realtors nationwide. So. 2,000 transactions. I think I know something about negotiating and that's what we're gonna talk about right now. Number one, preparation. This means preparation before meeting a seller. Why do they wanna sell? Who are they, else are they interviewing? Who they're interviewing? What type of programs and offers do they typically use? What is their average commission? Knowing why the seller wants to sell. Do they have a job move? Did somebody die? Are they having a baby? Is it a must sell or a want to sell? Understanding that is absolutely crucial. Have they ever listed in the past? That's also important. What they liked or did not like about their real estate agent. Why they didn't realize that agent. All of those things you're gonna be able to use as ammunition to help you win that listing. Also, understanding and preparing what's the market like? What's the absorption rate? What's the average days on market? What's the list price to sales price? You know, how long is it taking homes to sell? Is it a seller's market and a buyer's market and why? Why is this important? Because you are gonna have to negotiate the price of the home as well as your commission and you need to understand what the market's doing to be able to educate them properly on what they should list their home for, what they do and don't need to do to the home. Does that make sense? All of that is a part of negotiation, believe it or not. And, and the more prepared you are, the better that you are going to do. So preparation in advance is number one. Number two, develop rapport. Let's first talk about developing rapport with the homeowner or the home buyer, right? You wanna ask questions, really, seem like you're interested, which by the way, you should be interested. You want to make them feel comfortable. You want to make them feel at ease. You want to let them know that you understand where they're going through and how, what an important uh, decision this is. Also, another great way to develop rapport is actually by doing it before you even get there, right? What information and content can you give them prior so that when you get there, you've already kind of won the listing before you even walk through the front door. I call it winning before you arrive. We do this by using a marketing video that we send that has, you know, it's 14 minutes long that talks all about our market marketing and shows what differentiates us. That actually is a rapport building technique in addition to a closing technique that helps you win the listing before I even get there. Now let's talk about the other agent. Now, this is reciprocal, right? Typically when you're selling or buying a house, there's another party involved, either the listing agent or the buying agent. There's also the lender and about 27,000 other people that you're gonna be dealing with. The more rapport that you have, the better you get along, the more you make it a win-win, the kinder you are. Also fighting for your clients, you wanna do that, but you don't wanna do it at the cost of being seen as an a-hole. I will tell you, we actually have a blacklist, which is like, these people are a-holes. These people don't know what the heck they're doing. These people are horrible to work with. And when somebody asks me, what is your opinion about X, Y, and Z? I can say, well, we haven't had the best experience with them in the past. I'm not telling them what to do or not to do, but I'm giving them my honest opinion, right? 
you don't want to be on the blacklist. You want to be nice to people so they look forward to working with you. Also, if there's multiple offers, if you have had good relationships in the past, if you return phone calls, kept your, your deadlines, kept your promises, made it more reciprocal. When it's a multiple offer situation, because of that rapport you have from past dealings, you're gonna be much more likely to actually gain the offer, get that listing, get that buyer under contract. I will tell you, when we have multiple offers and two are exactly the same, I will tell sellers and buyers, I've worked with this agent before, they are amazing. Or I've worked with this agent before, very, very difficult, very hard, maybe didn't call back, didn't answer questions, wasn't truthful. Um, I'll, I'll say that without disparaging people or without lying, but obviously giving them my honest opinion. So rapport is very important. Some don't even think about rapport. That's why it's number two on the list because it is very important. Remember, it's reciprocal. Reciprocal with the other party, whether it be an agent or the seller or buyer. Boom. Number three, take charge of the conversation. Lead the conversation. So ask open-ended questions. Try not to just ask yes or no questions. Why? Because you want to get them talking. So a really good question is, can you tell me some of the reasons why you're wanting to sell your house? Why is this important? Because now you're gonna know what's important and you could remind them later on when they get an offer and aren't willing to take it or when they need to do a price reduction and aren't willing to do the price reduction. Or if they're in multiple offer situation and need to increase their price, you could remind them why it is that they wanted to buy or sell in the first place. Make sense? So ask open-ended conversations. This is also gonna help you develop rapport and it's also going to show that you're the authority, which leads me to number three, which is Take charge, show that you're in control. Do not be afraid to state your point, even if it doesn't agree with what the seller or buyer is saying. You have to have the confidence to be able to show why you're advising what you're advising, right? Don't just listen to them. A good example of this is when agents list a house that's overpriced. You never ever wanna take an overpriced listing for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's gonna to take too long to sell, especially in a market that is not a seller's market. Never ever overprice the home. People are always gonna think their home is worth more. They think it's better than everyone else's, right? Even though it's got the green tile from 1920 and you know the wallpaper that nobody likes. They are gonna love that bright purple Barney wall, even though you know it should be painted neutral. Do not be afraid to take charge because guess what? This person that actually points it out and shows their authority, that's what they're gonna end up listing with anyways. And if you take an overpriced listing, they're gonna end up going to that person anyways after yours doesn't sell you the marketing for it. Number four, silence. Tell me more. Why is that? Get them to elaborate or do not say anything at all. Oftentimes when you're quiet, people will start telling you a lot more information. Just you want to be asking questions that are gonna let them elaborate on what it is they want or what they don't want and why. Also, when you're quiet and not responding so quickly, you can then look at their body language. How are they saying? Do they say, seem anxious? Are they talking fast? And then you can evaluate based upon what they're doing and you're observing how to respond appropriately. Number five, innovation and creativity. Here's the deal. Real estate, there's like, you have got to be open-minded. You've got to think about other solutions for things. You've got to think about more than just one way to get a deal closed. And sometimes that even might mean negotiating with your commission or actually helping with credits. I've done that before. People say, I never give credits away. Never give them anyway. Well, sometimes if I have a $30,000 commission on the line, I need to give up $1,000 to make $29,000, I'm going to do it. Now, I'm not saying you do that every time. My point is you need to be open to other ideas ideas, other solutions that just aren't your typical cookie cutter type of things. Open up your mind, be creative. So these five tips should definitely help you with negotiation. And here's the best tip of all. Guess the best way to get, become a good negotiator. 
is having more experience. You've got to start doing more transactions, right? That's the only way to learn is by start doing more business. So tell me in this video, what are you going to start doing to get more business? What was your top tip on negotiations? I'm Chris Demetri. If you'd like to learn more about real estate and how to be a go-to community marketer, click somewhere on around this page to sign up for my three-day virtual unstoppable agent event.